Welcome to the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins, and I'm going to share the real secrets of magic. What is the first rule for magicians? Don't tell the secrets. Every magician knows that. And yet, that number one challenge is violated all the time. We were talking about magic on television last week, and some of you may remember The Masked Magician. The Masked Magician was a nationally syndicated television show in which this magician, who literally wore a mask so that you couldn't tell who he was, performed some of the great classic magical tricks and illusions, and then took you behind the curtain and showed you exactly how they were done. Or anyway, that was the idea. Now, I have friends who refuse to watch the show because they said it takes all the fun out of magic. In fact, that's why magicians try to protect their secrets, because a big part of the fun of magic is not knowing how it's done. But it's that idea that, oh my gosh, a magician is violating the magician's code. He's breaking the oath of secrecy and showing how all the tricks are done. There are a lot of opinions about those particular shows. We found out later that the magician was Valentino. That amused me a little bit. I remember when my daughter and I were in Las Vegas with Ray Anderson. We had entered a magician's contest, and Ray had actually won something or other. I don't remember what anymore. We were celebrating by going out uh, in Las Vegas to some of the casinos, and we went in to see, what was the name of that show? I think it was called Nudes on Ice. Now, one doesn't normally take one's daughter to a show called Nudes on Ice, but she was old enough, and it was Las Vegas, and we were with Ray Ray, and so you know, and they had a magician as the star, and the magician was advertised as Valentino, and frankly, he wasn't very good, nor were the nudes on ice very exciting. It was not a terribly good show. We remembered in particular that the magician wasn't very good. The reason all that matters is that later, some years later, we discovered that the masked magician was Valentino. I guess that's the way he was able to continue to earn a living, since he wasn't able to do it by the skill of his performing, he did it by selling the idea of giving away the magician's code. Frankly, it wasn't that effective a show in many ways. For example, sometimes, although he would tell a true secret, the most popular magicians of the era had moved beyond those true secrets that could be found in old, old library books and had found new and better ways to do many of these illusions. I suspect that Valentino used that as one of his excuses. He was banned from most of the magic fraternities. Some magicians got very, very upset. One of them I know, my good friend Walter Zaney Blaney, particularly hated the idea of any kind of exposure of magic. You can understand why. I mean, you're fooled, you're amazed, you're charmed by a magic illusion. And then they show you how it's done, and it turns out it wasn't so clever after all. Because although magic may include some smoke and mirrors, it may have trap doors, there may be occasionally things going up your sleeve. The real secret to magic is psychology and misdirection and 
hopefully, entertainment. I may have told this story before, but one night the masked magician showed how the Chinese linking rings were done. The next morning I happened to have a school show out in Lakeway. The linking rings was a big part of my school show. I couldn't decide right away if I should take them out of the show, and I decided not to. I asked the kids by a show of hands, how many of you stayed up last night and saw the masked magician? And a lot of them raised their hands. And you saw him show how the Chinese linking rings were done. Well, that was pretty lame if you really want to know, because there are so many better ways of doing that particular classic illusion. And then I brought out the rings, the standard eight ring set that I originally got a little version of in my Misto Magic set, and then later got a much bigger version at the magic shop in Munich in Germany when I was stationed over there. Then later got another set, but it is the standard set, the standard routine, the basic secret, and yet I was completely able to fool the kids in the audience because it's not about the secret. It's about the misdirection, the psychology, and the storytelling. So the secrets aren't always as important as they seem. If you join one of the major magic societies, such as the International Brotherhood of Magicians or the Society of American Magicians, your membership card typically will have a thing on the back where you sign an oath of secrecy or you promise that you will obey the code of ethics of the organization. And in fact, there are uh, cases where magicians have been kicked out of the magic clubs. Valentino, the masked magician, is one of those cases because they disclose the secrets. And yet, if you stop and think about it, any bookstore has a section of magic books telling how tricks are done. Any library, 793.8, has books on magic. In fact, that's a big part of how I learned magic. My favorite library books were by Joseph Leeming. He wrote quite a few, and they were very good books that told how the tricks are done. Even the Cub Scouts have a book that tells how magic tricks are done. People are often surprised to find out that there's a magazine for magicians. Yeah, really? I get at least six different magazines every month for magicians. Because secrets are shared. I remember when I was a Boy Scout, Boy's Life magazine had a series of articles on how to do magic. Back in the day, before all of the internet shopping, why, almost any major city would have at least one magic store where you could walk in and purchase the secrets of magic. Now, funny thing about that, when uh, Margot and I were stationed in Germany and we were visiting Paris one time on vacation, and we went to Magie Moderne, the big magic store in Paris. And one of the people, one of the customers that came in while we were there was apparently a local TV star, a celebrity. Everybody seemed to know who he was. And he wanted to buy some kind of a prop for his show. And they said, well, you're not a member of any of the magic societies. And he said, no, no, but you know who I am. And they said, no. And they refused to sell him magic because he wasn't a magician, whereas in the United States of America, they refuse to sell you magic unless you can prove you can pay for it. 
and that's about the only thing required. So the importance of secrets, something that magicians have talked about from the first time there ever were magicians and secrets, I would imagine. Mark Wilson, one of the great magicians of the 20th century, wrote a book called Mark Wilson's Complete Course in Magic, which has hundreds of secrets, thousands of illustrations, and you can buy it for 20 bucks or so at the bookstore, or you can check it out of the library. Does that mean that this great magician violated the magician's code? No, because the only people that would get those secrets were people who cared enough to check the book out of the library or to purchase the book and read it and study those secrets. As I said before, it's not the, it went up your sleeve or there was a trap door in the floor or there was a mirror that somehow kept you from seeing it or there was some kind of invisible thread. None of those things really matter. What really matters is is there magic? There's been quite a bit of discussion lately about the fact that almost everybody carries a cell phone in their pocket which has access to the internet and anybody can just type in to Google the name of a particular magic trick or illusion and find out exactly how it's done. So why do people still go to magic shows? Because it's entertaining. The vast number of people in your audience probably realize they could find the secrets that easily, but they don't really want to. That just spoils the magic. I have th taught thousands of people how to do basic magic. And the first thing I do in every class, whether it's kids or grown-ups or family audience or whatever, the first thing I do is have them sign an oath of secrecy because we want them to understand that, yes, that's the first rule of being a magician, is you don't tell the secrets because it spoils the magic. And when I'm teaching beginners, I teach the simple basic tricks that you can find maybe even on the back of cereal boxes, certainly in children's books on magic. They're easy secrets to find, easy to learn, but people who get intrigued by them, as I did when I was a child, may go on and learn more impressive secrets than hopefully perform and entertain people with those secrets. Jim Steinmeier and a Walt Disney Imagineer and very, very well-respected magician, inventor, author in the field of magic has famously been quoted as saying something to the effect of magicians are just guarding an empty safe meaning that the secrets aren't really that hard to find and they're even easier in today's digital age. It's not the secrets that create the magic. When we watch David Copperfield on television, he fools us. But it's not about the secrets. It's about the amazing things that he does that make us just, as Doug Henning used to say, get a sense of wonder about the universe, the fact that they're things we can't understand. And that's a good thing. One of the most popular magic shows on television right now is Penn and Teller Fool Us. What is it, its 10th season or something like that with the CW? Hundreds of magicians have gone on and the whole point to the show is, look, can this magician fool us or not? Which is putting a lot of emphasis on the secrets. I'm not saying that's bad. People love the TV show. They like going with Penn and Teller 
in an intellectual journey of trying to figure out the secrets. It's fun, but it's not primarily about the entertainment and inspiration that good magic is. It's primarily about, hoo-hoo, can you figure out how it's done? Learning the secrets to certain things is pretty easy. I can read a book about basketball, and I can learn all the secrets of how to dribble and how to shoot. But that doesn't make me a great basketball player. That just means intellectually I know these things. And the same thing is true of magic. You can read a book and learn how a lot of the tricks are done, how some of the sleight of hand is accomplished. But unless you put in hours of practice and dedication and create an interesting environment around those secrets, you're not a magician. You're just somebody that knows some stuff. There's a popular saying among magicians, it's fun to be fooled. I even have a rubber stamp that says it's fun to be fooled, although it's uh, beginning to fall apart because I made this rubber stamp in 1957 when I worked at the Fun and Magic Shop in San Antonio, Texas. A couple decades before that, Camel Cigarettes was advertising their cigarettes with a campaign saying it's fun to be fooled, but it's more fun to know. And they were talking about whether or not you knew about the tobaccos that were inside the cigarettes. And they actually disclosed with cartoons the real top secrets of the magicians of the day, the vanishing birdcage, sawing a woman in half, floating a woman in the air. And despite that, people flocked to the theaters to see those magicians performing those illusions. Because it is fun to be fooled. And that's no secret. I'm Kent Cummins. Join us next time for more tales from the Fantastic Magic Center. And if you'd like even more information, well, join us on our website, fantasticmagiccenter.com. Kent cannot preserve the secret legacy of magic without your support. Start today by going to fantasticmagiccenter.com and clicking the red Join Our Patreon button.